Jews and the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and he found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all, turn to your neighbor, say all, out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen, and he poured out the changers of money and overthrew the tables. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is a little upset. And he said unto them that sold the doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. And the disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou hast Thou doest these things. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And the Jews said, or then said the Jews, Forty and six years was the temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spoke of the temple of his body. And when wherefore he was risen... From the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Jesus comes in to the temple. He sees all this stuff going on, and he begins to make a scourge or whip Pastors preached on that. I've heard other ministers preach on that. That's not my focus tonight. But he goes into the temple and he he begins to clean it out. Begins to clean it out. He begins to all the sheep and all the oxen and all the doves. And he he turns over the tables of the money changers and all this. and, and, And he says, listen, my father's house is not to be a house of merchandise. And what Jesus is saying is my house, my father's house is to not be a house of just transactions. Understand, a a transaction is where you come in and you give something, you get something. It's not out of worship. It's not out of honor. It's, God, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. I give you what you want. You give me what I need. We go our separate ways and we'll meet again whenever we need to. And what had happened is in this, 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 this system that Jesus calls out for being a merchandise or a business system is he said, we have made God's house a house of transaction and not encounter. We've made God's house a, a house where Jesus says, this is, this is not how it's supposed to be. I'm getting somewhere with this. I'm just kind of laying a quick foundation He's saying this is a house where nothing changes. You come in one way and you leave the same way you came. This is a house of religious activity. You're just here to get your doves, to get your oxen, to get your sheep. You're going to make sacrifice and and you're, you're not changed. Nothing happens. You just go back to the way you were living. You are just here out of duty, not out of love, not out of worship, not out of praise, not out of honor, not out of giving glory to God. He he tells the people that you you just come in. What he's saying here is making it a house of merchandises. You just come in and you do your thing. 
and you leave. It's a house of ritual and not a house of revival. Okay, I, I'm just that's I'm, I'm not focusing on so much the fact that Jesus is cleaning the house. I think it's important. I, I, the focal point I want to get to tonight, and I'm not going to preach very long, but Jesus begins to toss these tables and he begins to say, "You've made it a house of merchandise." And the Bible says that the disciples began to remember that there was a portion of Scripture that that David had written, and it says, "The zeal of thine house." hath eaten me up. The zeal of the house has eaten me up. The, 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 the disciples begin to, to remember this this, 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 this verse that says, you know what? He is so concerned. He has such a passion. He has such a, uh, he has such a desire for the things of God that he says, listen, Jesus comes in and what he's saying is that this is not how it's supposed to be. This is not how it's supposed to be. I'm going to preach just a quick thought. Feel the zeal. Feel the zeal. Because what I want you to understand is uh, when Jesus saw what was going on, he, he began to disrupt what was going on because he said, this is not the purpose. This is not what this house was made for. Uh, it's not just to come in and, and you give a little and you get a little. That's not a house of worship. Uh, that's a place of business. I go into Walmart, I give them my money, I get what I need, right? This house is not that way. We come in with a godly mindset and say, God, you've already done it all for us. Jesus, I'm just here to lift you up. I'm just here to honor you. And the Bible says when we put him first, he'll add all these other things unto us. Understand that I believe healing comes when you put God first. I believe restoration comes when you put God first. Understand, we talk about when David would write Psalms 3 uh, and, and he was in a bad situation his son Absalom was after him to kill him uh, and, and you know what in that psalm he doesn't say I, I prayed for deliverance that's not what he says he says I simply sought the Lord he didn't say I sought for healing I sought for deliverance I sought for my son to die I sought he simply said I just sought the Lord I'm not in love with what God can give me I'm in love with the healer not, not the healing I thank God for healing, but I'm in love with the healer. I thank God for revival, but I'm in love with the one that sent it. So understand what I'm saying is Jesus came in and he said, this isn't a place of transaction. This has got to be a place where the miraculous can take place. This is supposed to be a house that has power in it. This is to be a house that has prayer in it. This is to be a house that has healing in it. This is to be a house that has deliverance in it. This this is to be a house uh, that has the presence of God. Uh, you say, where are you going with all this preacher? Uh, understand uh, what we've experienced over this last weekend uh, has come uh, because the church, uh, you guys say, I'm the church, just, just I'm the church uh, because you uh, came into the house of worship uh, like Jesus did. Uh, and he began to feel this uh, zeal come upon him. Uh, and he said, listen, there's more 
right to this. We can't keep just doing this thing the way we've always done this thing. And the reason we experience, I believe this, we've experienced the moving of God's spirit over this past weekend is because many of you have said, you know what? You didn't know what you were feeling. We call it anticipation. But the Lord began to speak to me and he said, people began to feel the zeal. What is zeal? Zeal is a great energy or enthusiasm in the pursuit of a cause. Some of you realize we can't go on with church as usual. Something has to change. So you begin to pray a little more. You begin to seek a little more. You begin to push in and worship. You begin to praise. You begin to push past all the other things going on in your life. And what you didn't realize is in your temple, in your house, you begin to move stuff out of the way. Say, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. You're here on a Wednesday night because you say, I don't need to go there. I don't need to go there. But I need to be in the house of the Lord. And you think, oh, I'm here out of duty. But no, you know what I feel? I feel the zeal of the Holy Spirit in this house. I feel it on the people of God. I feel it in my prayer time. I tell you, I get in my truck for work and I start it up, put some worship music on and I'll just begin to weep as I'm driving to my place of work. Understand that we have stepped into something that God intended for us to step into. It's not an accident that you feel revival. It's not an accident that we've seen God heal bodies. It's not an accident that we're going to see people delivered. It's not an accident. You didn't just show up and the glory came. No, there were some people saying, oh, I can't do this anymore. That's got to go. That's got to go. That's got to go. That's got to go. This is what Joshua said to the people. He said, listen, we're going to cross over that river. But he says this in Joshua chapter 3, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. What he was saying is what Jesus did in this passage of scripture. Clean house for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Hear me, I feel the zeal. I feel the passion. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. Jeremiah said it was like fire shut up in my bones. Listen, we shouldn't be able to contain our worship. We shouldn't be able to contain our excitement. We should come in with expectancy saying, God, the house is ready. The house is ready. Move in this house. Move in my house. Move in my life. Move in my children's life. I need to feel the zeal. Understand Jesus. Matthew chapter 21, we find him in the temple again. And he begins to say in verse 13 that after he threw over the the tables and all these things again, he says, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. And in the next verse, you know what it says? And and the blind and the lame came into the temple uh, and he healed them. Uh, Understand, uh, healing doesn't just happen. Like I said, uh, the reason healing happened uh, is because this church as a body of believers uh, began to say, you know what? Uh, The house of God is a priority. Uh, The things of God are a priority. Uh, And when Jesus cleared the house, 
uh, then he began to move uh, in, 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 in the miraculous. Uh, he began to lay hands on blinded eyes. Uh, he began to lay hands on lame legs. Uh, and I'll tell you, we have seen just the beginning uh, of what God uh, wants to do uh, in this house uh, and in this season. Uh, the disciples looked at one another uh, when Jesus is doing all this uh, and they're saying, you know what? We remember that scripture uh, that the zeal uh, of thine house uh, eats uh, me up. Uh, understand uh, what you're feeling uh, is the Holy Spirit saying, come on, uh, there's a little more. Uh, there's a little more for you. Uh, there's a little more for you. Young people, listen to me. Uh, there's a little more for you. Uh, I know uh, there's a lot of things uh, that we may not understand uh, that are going on in our world, uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, I, I, there is no time uh, for us to sit back uh, and hope that it happens again. Uh, we've got to continually hit our knees. Uh, we've got to continually raise our hands. Uh, we've got to continually uh, clean the house uh, in order for uh, the presence of God uh, to move and operate. Jesus cleans the house. Cleans the house. And they begin to say, by what authority do you do this? What sign do you give us to show us that you're able to say these things and do these things? And Jesus begins to say, he's talking about his body. He says, I will tear this down and in three days raise it back up. They thought he was talking about the building. They didn't understand the principles that Paul was going to teach in later years that know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Jesus was talking about his body. He was talking about his death, his burial, his resurrection. He said, you want to know by what sign I am able to do this? By what name? By what power? Understand, in order to have revival, something must die. And Jesus is saying, you know what the sign is? Revival. That's the sign. You want to know what the sign is that's going to bring your family in? Revival. Uh, understand, uh, I heard Leonard Ravenhill said this many years ago, great man of God. Uh, he said, revival's not for the world. He said, revival's for the church. Uh, because when the church gets on fire, the world will begin to feel the heat from it. Uh, when the church uh, gets what God has given them and ordained for them to have, uh, he said, that world out there uh, will begin to feel uh, what's burning on the inside of you. Uh, so much so, uh, I've told this story many times uh, a man traveling uh, following Smith Wigglesworth uh, through England uh, he, he's running late for the meeting he comes into this town off the train uh, he jumps off the train uh, no one's in the streets uh, no one's in their houses uh, he's trying to find where the tent revival is uh, he sees uh, he sees a cop standing uh, a police officer standing uh, by a light post uh, he runs up to him uh, and he says sir can you tell me where the revival is uh, that police officer began to weep uh, and began to cry and he said the revival's right here the revival's in my heart the revival's in my soul the reason we're experiencing corporate revival the reason God's meeting us in this house is that tells me that there's people at their home there's people at their jobs saying I feel the zeal I feel like I just can go on a little further I can pray a little deeper I can get a hold of something I've never known before and what happens is when you have revival your family can have revival and when your family has revival your church can have revival and when your church has revival your community can have revival I want everyone to know in Connorsville that PTC 
is a house of power, a house of presence, a house of purpose, a house of healing, a house of deliverance. Anybody with me tonight? Anybody feel the zeal of the Holy Spirit? Church, I believe in what God's doing in this house. And I say, God, give us more. Let us go further. Let us preach harder. Let us seek earnestly, God. We want to see your face. He said, you know what sign? What sign I'll give you? Revival. Resurrection. That's the sign I'll give you. That's the sign I'll give you. You know, you want to know the sign that I want to see is what Joel talked about when he said in the last days, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That's why Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and he said, this is that. What you're seeing in this upper room that is spilled out into these streets, Peter was saying, what you saw on the menu is exactly what you got. It is that. This is the movement of the Holy Spirit in this house. It's not emotionalism. It's not a pep talk. It's not just good preaching. It's not just a good worship team. What you're feeling in this house is the zeal, the fire, the energy, the power of the Holy Ghost. And come to the music. Jesus comes in. This ain't how it's supposed to be. This is this ain't how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a house of merchandise. Begins to throw things out. Can I tell you something? How to love tonight? You want to know? It'll dampen the move of God faster than anything. You. Your flesh. I ain't just preaching it to you. Because what the church has done for years and years. You know, I work with electricity and know a little bit about it. And I know there's a difference in being zapped and being electrocuted. Being zapped means you just got a little touch of it. But Jody, when you get electrocuted, it grabs hold of you. Here's what I know about the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit is power. These lights are here because there's power. I, I preached a message on it years ago. One of the first messages I ever preached was where there's lights, there, where there's light, there's power. What did Jesus say in the beginning? Let there be light. Where there's light, there's power. What did he tell the church in Matthew chapter 5? You are to be a light.
how are sinners supposed to come into the church because the light is supposed to be on but there's a difference in getting zapped and getting electrocuted and what the church has done is we've lived off the buzz can I say that is that alright we went from zap to zap to zap to zap to zap oh that's good enough we had a good service I'm good for another six months I'm good we had a good service. I don't, I don't need to pray like I did anymore because God's just moving. No, 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 no. Just because you had a garden that was really good last year doesn't mean it's going to grow by itself next year. You've got to cultivate it. It doesn't just happen. It's got to be maintained. How is it maintained? By zeal, by passion, by desire, by hunger. We live off zap. Oh, it's good service. People were healed. Listen, four people getting healed in a year is not enough for me. Shouldn't be enough for you. One or two people getting saved a year, that's not enough for me. If 3,000 can come on the day of Pentecost, hear me, what can God do now? In this time, in this generation. Because here's the deal. You may not believe in yourself, but God put you in this time for this reason because He believes in you. He believes in you. I lived off zap, zap. When the whole time the Holy Spirit's saying, can you just grab hold? Why don't we want to grab hold? Because we no longer have the control. Say electrocution sounds awful. That's a terrible analogy. But here's what electrocution does. I can I can bring this to you in a spiritual. It'll burn your flesh. And that is the biggest obstacle. That's the biggest obstacle. I'm not talking about a physical application. I'm talking a spiritual application. You want to grab hold of something that's going to get rid of your flesh. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter eight that your spirit and your flesh they make war on one another. There's a fight in your mind. Even as you're sitting in church, your flesh is saying, can we just go? And your spirit's saying, hold on. Hold on. We've got to grab hold. We've got to say, God, I want it all. I want it all. What Jesus was doing by clearing out the temple, he was saying, it's it's not going to be as it always was. It's not going to be like it always was. It's not going to be this religious activity. It's not going to be in just doing your thing. No, no, we're going to do God's thing. Hear me, what I want, you know what I want? I've said it before, I'll say it again. I want us to be so sick of being lukewarm. Old saints used to say, I was born in the fire and the smoke won't do. Church, we can't go back to living off the smoke. Because why? You'll choke. We've got to live in that fire. We've got to live in that zeal. Principle I want you to take from this. I thank God. We're experiencing these things because of you dedicating your your lives to God, speaking, praying, asking God to move. 
We're experiencing those things because the people of God came together and said, we want more. I want us to continue to do that. But don't forget to keep cleaning the house. Throw it out. Lukewarmness is not welcome here. Jesus said said it this way to the churches in Revelation. He said, listen, if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I'd rather you be cold or hot. There is no middle. There is no in-between. Young people, hear me. There is no halfway. I tell you, pastor says this. I'm, I'm, I'm closing with this. You stand with me. And it's so true. If you have the opportunity... he's had I've had to preach out minister out in other places makes you thankful for what you have you don't understand what you have I'm not saying that from a pastor's standpoint I'm not saying I'm anything we have a phenomenal pastor we have a phenomenal worship team But I hear the same testimony almost every week. I haven't felt anything like this from visitors. I haven't felt anything like this in years. I haven't experienced anything like this. The spirit that was in this house on Sunday, I had countless people testifying, telling others, what is this? It was powerful. It was anointed. That's what happens when you keep the temple clean. You say, lukewarm will not do. Church, we have not arrived. Feel the zeal. Keep the zeal. I wouldn't trade you this church for any other church. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't trade you people for any other people. I wouldn't. It's like the song says, there's no place I'd rather be. I know that's talking about the presence of God. But yeah, I'm talking about the presence of God in this house. I thank God for it. But I've visited some places. I've seen some things. People with talent get up and sing. Want everybody to get behind them. But all they have is talent. Trying to build a church on talent. Trying to build a ministry on talent. Talent alone will get you nothing. But something that sounds good. seen it time and time again and ministers have to step up I've seen their pastors have to step up take the congregation a whole different direction just so the anointing can be felt I've seen it happen 
church, we don't have to worry about that. Because I tell you, revival's in the house. Don't lose it. Don't put anything else in front of it. Be here. I know youth conference is just, it's just me and Austin. You know us. But God has deposited a word into that young man's life for, for Friday night. God has just messed me up with a word for Saturday night. And I don't know. I, I, listen, you know what makes me proud? What makes me proud is seeing all those young people sitting over there. That has, that's not Jade. That's not Sierra. That has a lot to do with parents. And listen, I heard a lot of young people over the weekend asking questions. What was that? What Brother Floyd Lahan did, what was that? You know, that's good questions. Because they're, they're, they're saying, I understand that was real. There was something in that. What was that? That Young people, you want to know what that is? That is an anointing you can walk in. That is a life that you can have, you can experience. I've had you stand long enough, but can I just obey the Lord? I was talking to Brother Brad Monday, praying. Isaiah, come here, bud. Come here. I feel like I need to do this. I didn't plan to do this. I told your dad Monday, I said, you know what? That young man's a leader. Isaiah's one of them fellers. He's a good old boy. His daddy's a good old boy. But he's a leader. And you want to know what you've been feeling? What about the last few months? That's, you think, I don't know what's really going on, but I know God's doing something in my life. I, if, if I'm wrong, you can tell me, but I feel like you've been... God, there's something kind of stirring in me. I really don't know what it is. You may know what it is, but God said, you're feeling the zeal. You're feeling the zeal. And your father began to tell me that he heard you praying. He hears you praying at night. He said, you know what you're doing? You're cleaning the house. You're cleaning the house. And he said, the same sign that I told them that I would give them the sign of revival, that's the sign I'm going to give your friends. That's the sign I'm going to give your family. Why is God working in Isaiah's life? Because not when he's here, but when he's at home, he's saying, God, use me. Use me. Use me. You you think it's just, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm I'm a good believer. But God said, no, that's my Holy Spirit. uh, And I'm prepping you for something, son. I'm I'm cleaning the house. I'm just sweeping it up. I'm cleaning it out. He said, you're going to experience revival. And it's not something that he's just going to keep to himself. But as he he sits at his lunch table, he's not going to help himself. He's going to say, you know what? God's been telling me some things. God's been ministering to me some things. They may look at you funny, but you're going to feel there's something real in him. There's something I desire. Oh, God, right now in the name of Jesus, stretch your hands this way. God, I thank you for what you're doing in Isaiah's life. And Lord, you're taking him to higher heights. 
heights, deeper depths in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you're raising him up. You're raising him up, Jesus, in this day, in this hour, to be a leader, to be a man of God, to be someone that others can look up to. And Lord, right now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I ask for a freshness of your Holy Spirit to come upon him. Lord, that you would manifest in his life, that you would manifest out through him, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I don't know what may be intimidating him, that may be pushing him back, but I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare there is a boldness, there is a freedom, there is a deliverance that you're going to experience, and you're not going to be afraid of what other people think. You're not going to be afraid of what other people may say, but you're going to stand firm and say, revival's in me, and it's for you. Revival's in me, but classmates, family, it's for you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let it be done, Father. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Feel the zeal? You feel the zeal? He's not the only young person. I'm telling you, I'm getting ready for Saturday night and the Lord's just showing me kid after kid, young adult after young adult, that God's saying I'm about to do things in them they never thought they would do. They're going to operate in things they never thought they would operate. Hear me young people, hear me parents, you better get ready because your young children are going to begin to have visions. They're going to dream dreams and they're going to say, Mom and Dad, here's what the Lord showed me. I wrote it down last night. God's going to do something in my generation. God's going to use me to do it. And parents, what I want you to do is just fan the flames. Say, come on, honey. You press into what God has for you. You go after him. You take that zeal. You take that passion. And you go win your school. We've prayed for revival. Many of you prayed for revival for many years. But why not here? Why not us? Why not now? God's healing in this house. What can he do at Connorsville Middle School? What can he do at Connorsville High School? What can he do at Frazee and Grandview and Eastview and, and, and Fayette Central and, and Everton? What can he do? You feel that fire? I'm telling you, all I have to do is put it on a song and I just begin to weep. I just begin to cry. And I just feel the presence of God all around. I'm f- Church, we got to feel this heal. The scripture said, it eats me up. It eats me up. Why? Because our God is an all-consuming fire. So I'm going to call you to these altars. I've had you stand way too long. But I just want you to come as a church. Can you come and just say, God, I want what you have for us. I'm going to seek you. God, I know I may need healing, but I'm going to seek you, and I know the healing will come. These altars are open. Come tonight. If you need special prayer. everyone. Thanks for watching. I hope this message blessed you. And if you could, please check the description below for all of our links to our social medias. Um, And as always, check our page. You'll see all of our previous messages there. Uh, I hope this message, again, blessed you and uh, reached you where you're at. And thanks for watching. See you soon.